all they are going to do, and we saw it in their last game whenever when, when they just played uh, last week, I believe, all, all Saturday. All the Lakers just went to the rim. They punished the rim. And there was not a damn thing that the Golden State Warriors could do could do about it. So for seven games, if you force Stephen Curry to defend and you take everything to the rim, you put pressure on Golden State defensively, I guarantee you they will. I guarantee you they will. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this. The Lakers are coming out of the West. Whoa. What did I just hear? Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 59 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. This is your host, Chizzy, coming at you. In virtual studio, we've got the gang as usual, Noble and Vinu, but we also have a super, super special guest, uh, a friend of the show and uh, the coach of Heritage College here in, in Ottawa. We've got our guy, Jalen Williams. How are you doing today, bro? Uh, I'm blessed, man. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being on here. Hey, we're happy to have you, man. Good. Get get to get to talk basketball with a with a coach, bright mind. I've actually played ball with him, so I I, I can attest to the to the ball IQ. Um, so we're, we're definitely <laughs> happy, happy to have you here. Nobs, how you doing, man? No, thank you. I've been good. I've been good. You know, just chilling, still trying to get a job out here. You know, you know how it is. London hates mm-hmm. me. Hey man, just me. just keep 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 posting your resume on here, bro. P- people are listening. Yeah. They're gonna come. And Vino, yeah. how you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. Uh, I was actually down in London the last couple of days as well. Drive, driving up from there was crazy, man. The storm was... Uh, there's a storm going on in the UK. Mm. There, was, uh, there was trucks swerving. There was me swerving. But, um, yeah, we were good. Got home safe. And uh, in one piece to record this episode. That was my only motivation. Let me give you a fun fact, guys. UK people yeah. are dramatic as hell. I swear to God, they're so dramatic. Yo! I'm not gonna lie to y'all, yeah. Okay, first of all, first of all, I've been here four years. In my first and second year, yeah, there was a bit of snow. It snowed. And I uh. promise you, this snow went up to... I, I don't think it got up to my knee. I think it went below my knee. The guys have knee. It's like it's like halfway up your shoe, maximum. Yeah, That's how okay, it snows maybe, in the UK. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's like halfway up your shoe, maybe Yo, maybe two I, inches I, I, I max. Kid you not, the whole country shut down, bro. Trains were stopped. <laughs> were stopped, bro. No, I'm not even playing with you. There's no, but everybody lost composure. You see people out there like, wow, what is this? I see everybody, nobody could walk, bro. And now, but this one yesterday, yes, it's a storm, yeah. But you know what? When you say storm, you're thinking like cars and twisters. Moving, rain. Exactly. Twisters and shit. Bro, I'll tell you, it, just, it was windy. It was windy. That's it. Like, it was. Yeah. Can't lie. It was just mad windy. But one thing, though. Look, 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 everyone was overreacting because um, they, they slowed the tubes down in London to 10 miles an hour. So they had to stop at every stop Ooh. and go 10 miles an hour. Wow. And um, <laughs> uh, the motorways had very restricted speed limits. I accidentally let my phone die. So my mom was calling me and she, she knew I was driving. And then she's calling my girlfriend saying, oh, is he alive and shit? <laughs> And then and then and then I get a text from my mom saying, "Yo, why why are you driving in this weather, man? You should leave your car there, stay at someone's house, or take a train home, and then come back on a train, collect your car, drive back the next day." I'm like, "Mom, what, what is this idea? 
this long-winded. Uh, <laughs> what, what? Why would I do that? Yeah. But yeah, every, everyone overreacting. But it was still mad windy, bro. All yeah. all those trucks that have like just like banners on the side of them. The wind blowing against there. That could rip off any minute, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what we're scared of. Banners coming people. off. So dramatic. God damn. If, 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 if that's what you're, you're scared of, y'all shouldn't come to Canada, man. But it's all right. We, we, we've, we've got some <laughs> exciting stuff to get into this episode in terms of basketball news. We'll be getting into the playoff picture, the Lakers, the Knicks, and even the Celtics in a little bit. But I want us to start off with the, the biggest trade that went down last week, uh, which was the Harden and Beat. Um, Jalen, I, I, I want to Harden and beat. I'm um, Harden and, and Ben Simmons trade, um, but I want to, to start off talking about um, the, the 76ers side of things. Um, obviously, the 76ers still have their, their MVP candidates in, in Joel Embiid, who is averaging almost 30, uh, almost 30 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, um, and they've ha- added James Harden, James Harden, who in his down year is still averaging 22, 10, and eight. Um, so, Jalen, I want to come to you here. How good do you think this duo can be? Uh, in terms of in terms of the trade itself, I mean, I think the Sixers gave up a little bit too much for a guy they could have gotten for free in the summer. Um, however, they are in win now mode, so like to some extent, I kind of understand the trade, but I just have so much data that I can analyze of James Harden falling short in big moments. So to me, giving up that much for James Harden doesn't make sense if I'm Philadelphia. Especially because if I wait two, three months, I get them for free. Anyways. Now, the, in terms of the duo working together, I think it will be like a hand-in-glove fit um, basketball-wise just because um, it allows and it will free up a little bit more space for James Harden to get to the rim a little bit easier. Um, now, if you, have, if you have Joel Embiid in the post... If you double off Joel Embiid, you're kicking it back out to a playmaker in James Harden who can then attack, draw fouls like he, you know, that that's kind of his rhythm. His rhythm is getting to the free throw line. Now, um, so I think, you know, the pick and roll with Joel Embiid and James Harden is going to be disgusting. Um, if they had kept Seth Curry, I think it would be even better, but uh, they didn't, uh, unfortunately for them. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good fit. It's going to allow them to have a playmaker who can actually knock down outside jump shots, who's not afraid um, of shooting the jump shot and is going to help Joel Embiid and take a little bit of the pressure off of Joel Embiid. Now he doesn't have to go out and score 45, 50 every night to win a playoff series. He has somebody that he can rely on to get buckets. He has somebody to rely on to uh, set up the offense. And now I'm tired, and I think this will finally be the end of me seeing Joel Embiid on the perimeter. I, I'm so excited for it. I'm so tired of seeing this brother on a primitive dribbling the basketball for what? Mm. Get your big ass in the paint, man. Mm. <laughs> Go dominate the paint. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nose. What do you think about this duel? How far do you think they can they can take it in the in the Eastern Conference right now? You know, I was I was reading. That's that's a perfect question because I was thinking about that. Uh, I was thinking like, okay, yeah, we got James Harden, like, and I'm I'm gonna revert everyone back to their prime so i'm saying james harden 30 points per night scorer you know lethal from three still a volume shooter and everything we gotta be the most dominant big man <laughs> down in the post where he should be like Jalen said and that's amazing who's next who's the next man 
Okay, Tyrus so is it, is, it, is it Tobias Harris, Ta Tyrese Maxey? Yeah. Um, okay, so we got Tyrese Maxey, man who can make a layup um, and the skills challenge. Yo! <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yo, Tyrese Maxey is nice and Tobias Harris is a bucket too. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You know I don't what? know about the last one, but Tyrese Maxey facts. Yeah, okay. Um, so, okay, let, I'm, I'm just playing. Like, I, 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 I'm playing, okay. I'm doing too much. But Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. Okay, let's keep those two aside. I'm going to mention some other threes and fours and other teams, right? Um, Lonzo Ball, Vucevic. Um, Drew Holiday. Who's next up after that? Brooke Lopez, let's say. Um, Draymond Green. Um, you're sort of getting the picture that I'm trying to draw up, right? So, yeah. like, <clears throat> on the championship level teams, or let's even go to the Nets where they made the trade, where it's going to be Ben Simmons, and thank you very much, Seth Curry. Um, so, it's like, um, the next players up on all these other teams that you're trying to beat right now are still so much better. So, they have mm -hmm. so much more depth. So, it makes, no much, it makes no sense why you're trying to give up so much for this player in order for you to win now because I mean when by the time his contract is expiring he's gonna be 37 so like you have to win for that time comes because by that time you probably might not even want to sign him because he might not have as much value and he might not have value for the rest of the league too so I just think this is Dara Mori doing what Dara Mori does bro so he's back with his boys they're trying to run it back the strippers gonna have a good time. <laughs> Make me probably gonna release a joint album, <laughs> album with James Harden and Lil Baby. Bro, it's just oh for the my vibes. Lord. It's for the vibes. That's honestly we're not winning no, nothing serious is happening in Philadelphia. I can tell you that for right now. It's nothing oh, serious wow. is gonna happen in Philadelphia. And, and wow. is that is that your stance on just this season or um this season you going forward? forward? I mean, sorry, that's barring any like barring any surprising trades. I'm saying with the core that they have as good as I'm I'm trying to max their stats out. I'm saying max everybody out. Give them their best nights on on a given night. Like everyone having their best night. Against any other team having their best night. That other team wins. That's what I'm trying to say. So um I don't think that they have enough with the squad that they have, especially given what they gave up to win a championship. Because I'm not trying to say they're not a good team. They're a great team. That's not that's not good enough to win your championship, bro. Like this is we're talking about being the best of the best of the best. So, bro, I'm sorry you you, you fucked it up. Vino, where do you stand on this? I think um, I think they could be a very good partnership for one because do, uh, James Harden's had a few centers that he's he's played with over his career. He's had uh, Clint Capella most recently. Before that, he had Dwight Howard. Um, both of them, they put up some good numbers together, but they even had good winning seasons with both of them. But when playoff time came, they didn't really have the same success. <coughs> but Embiid, on the other hand, is a uh, he's a ball dominant, shot creating center, and I think that will complement James Harden's playstyle very well. It will give him someone who James Harden doesn't like to run around on the perimeter, so he can handle the ball a lot of the time. And if he wants to give it to Joel Embiid down low, he can stay on the perimeter without having to run around and just let Joel get doubled, create space for him, and vice versa. I think it's going to be a good fit. Uh, regarding the trade package, I think they did give a little bit too much up. Um, they gave up two first-round picks. One, I think, this year, one in 2027, was it? Some, something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. And um, I would have either given up one of those picks... 
or giving up none of them. But if 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 I gave up one, then they got finesse, bro. Yeah, if, if you give up one pick, then I think you got to take Seth Curry out of the deal. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. No I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree but, there as well. I mean, you go from um, initially when the Ben Simmons um, trade request was like kind of started up, they were saying they wanted a, you know, an all-star level player and draft picks, and then they ended up giving up two draft picks um, instead of getting draft picks back. Yeah, I know. Like, if you look at that trade, to me, you give. Um, you give the, the the nets pretty much any like everything. You give them size, you give them playmaking, you give them shooting, and you give them a, a give them future youth. picks. Um, like t- to get a guy who is like nearing the maybe not nearing the end of his prime, but his prime is coming to a close in the next couple of years. Here, um, so I, I think they they gave up too much as well. Um, in terms of the duo, though, I think this duo can be really dominant. But to you guys' points, that. The rest of the league just looks very strong right now, especially in, in the in the Eastern Conference. Um, I know we'll get to that a little later, um, but right now let, let's actually stay in the Eastern Conference and let's talk about the the Celtics, who have been on a very hot streak. Jalen, I know this is your team here. Um, in their last ten games, no, in the last ten games, they are ten and one. Sorry, they're nine and one. Um, they 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 were on a nine game winning streak before they they unfortunately lost on on Wednesday. Um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been balling. Um, Tatum has been leading the way with 25, 8, and 5 over the past 10 games. Um, in that same time span, Jalen Brown is 22, 5, and 4. Um, also, they also made some moves uh, during the, the deadline right there. Um, they actually gave away about seven players, um, but the two players that they got back were Daniel Thais and um, Derek Derek White, White baby! Um, but they, they gave away guys like Schroeder, who I know you don't like. Um, in his freedom, Josh Richardson. Um, so with the way this team played down the stretch and the, these moves that they've made, Jill, I'm coming to you here. Um, how much noise do you think you, your team can make in the in the Eastern Conference this year? Oh, none. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm being real, listen, we're on a, we're on an incredible streak. Um, Jason Tatum is facilitating. He's defending. He's scoring. Jalen Brown is doing his thing. I think the addition of Derek White is really, really good. Um, getting Daniel Tice back and giving up Dennis Schroeder, I will always jump for joy at. But right now, if I look at uh, the standings, they're what six? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So ideally, you're playing. If the season were to end today. You're playing either the Milwaukee Bucks, you're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, you're playing Chicago, or you're playing um, Miami. You know, if you know, they're they're all within a game and a half, two games of each other, right? So, do do you have the roster to really go up against those teams? Cleveland is top five in defense in like every defensive statistic category. Um, Chicago Bulls have three guys if Lonzo comes back who average twenty points a game, four with Vucevic. Boston doesn't really have a defense to, com- to compete with that or the interior presence to compete with that. Um, I'm a big fan of Lob Williams, but there's only so much the brother can do. Um, and then if you look at Miami, Miami is so deep. Everywhere you look, they have shooters, right? The only person that can't shoot is their best player, which is Jimmy Butler. So in terms of making noise in the playoffs, I don't see I don't see my Celtics making as much noise as they they should. Like I feel like their potential is really high but their output is really low. 
like what what they eventually uh, put out is really low in terms of their performances. So I think on playoff time, if you get Jason Tatum playing isolation basketball, you're probably going to win the series. Like uh, Jason Tatum, when Jason Tatum's at his most dangerous is when he's getting other guys involved. Now he's getting Aaron Neesmith involved, Marcus Smart, Al Horford having having 10 points. But when Jason Tatum's putting up 50, 10, and 3 assists, you're going to win that game most likely. And it, it's been proven the entire first half of the season that that's, that's the MO on Boston. Let Jason Tatum get his 50. You keep the others from scoring, you know, uh, 12 and above, and you'll win the game. So in terms of making noise in the playoffs, I don't see the, I don't see the Celtics making any noise in the playoffs. It's just a really good run for them. Mm. No, do you agree? And, and also, what do you think about this Brown and, and Tatum combo? I know in the, the news lately, um, everyone has been calling to, to break them up. What, what do you think about that? As I mentioned, where do you think that they can go come playoff time? Boy, if you don't... You know what? Yeah, I feel like people people really don't understand the value of a superstar. They they, they think that they're a dime a dozen. Like you can just go, just you'll know, get that one over there, bring him over here, and it's gonna work. And just see, okay, how did Kyrie work out in Boston? Like, okay, yeah, like you chill. Like, how uh, how how have the Knicks been with all their superstars? Jimmy Jimmy Shrandall's an all star. No, how's your all star treating you, bro? Like it's bro, not that easy. We'll, to we'll get onto that, man. Don't okay. bring the pain into the other segments, please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just trying to say it's not that hard. It's very hard for you to one get a superstar or a superstar candidate player and to get him playing good. Those boys are playing good together. You better leave them the fuck alone. Um, and you better figure out everything you have to do around them to make that work. And in terms of that, I think I kind of agree but disagree with Jalen. Just in just in terms of um, I think the addition of Derek White was massive for them. Because I think he is statistically one of the best defenders in the league. I think um, opponents score the least uh, around the rim when he's guarding them. I don't know, but he's a guard, so it's not the same as with centers because of contest, um, number of contests and all that. But like he is one of the better defenders in the league. So having him up there with Derek, uh, no, sorry, with Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then um, Time Lord himself, just like I feel like that squad has the potential to do bits and it's not that you have the potential over their 10 game run they they've been number one and number two in defense um so definitely they have the defensive chops to do it now on offense yeah you're right yeah if you're on jason tatum isolation sets yeah run that bro you know what i've seen that that's what we did in fucking okc that's what that's why my team lost fucking durant westbrook and everybody on that squad that's why everyone is having good season that we need rings everywhere else while i'm crying here in pain but let's not talk about my sad life right now. Um, anyway, so what I'm trying to say is, like, yeah, they don't, they can't, they can't do it with um, isolation offense. But I think they know that more than anybody else, because like over the over the course of their run, they have been pretty consistent in terms of assists. Um, they've been like top ten in the league in assists. Um, and I think again with the addition of Derek White, that's a very capable ball handler. So I I think that that eases kind of some of the offensive duties of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and <clears throat> kind of makes Marcus Smart a little less erratic because you can I mean you want Marcus Smart to have the ball in his hands but not for too long you know it's it's kind of like I, I don't know what it is but you, he, he, he does good for only a certain amount of time so you don't want the ball in his hand for too long um, so I think addition of Derek White is dope um, and I think that just with the way the East is shaped up right now anybody like any of the first eight teams could potentially come out of it so if everything is clicking right 
those boys can beat any of those other teams with the exception of maybe the Bucks because of the inside presence. Um, but I think they can. De I think they definitely can take on. Um, they definitely can take on Cleveland just because Cleveland is not experienced. Those boys are too young. So yeah, they're very very good. But with the pressure, yeah, they could fold. Um, I think they can take on Miami just because Miami is a great shooting team and a great defensive team. But so are the Celtics. The, Miami is just like a, a half step half step better than the Celtics on everything. So it's just a question of what goes right on the on the given night. Because like if you watch their previous, I was watching the podcast of JJ Redick and Jason Tatum. If you watch a previous um, series. Um, a lot of the games that they ended up losing to Miami in, they were up 20 or up 15 in like the third or fourth quarter, and then they just kind of let go. So they have the potential to, and they've been in the moment, so I think they definitely have the capabilities. Don't sell you guys, don't sell yourself short, bro. I, I live in actual pain, so I don't want you to, I don't want you to give yourself false pain, bro. Um, so uh, I think they definitely have a chance this season, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the competition right now. Vino, where do you fall? We've got Jalen on one side thinking this team can't make any noise. Noble's on the other side feels like they can. Where do you fall on this? First of all, Noble, like all other OKC fans, is living in Spain without the S, as usual. But, um... We... <laughs> you gotta talk about me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we'll get to me, okay? We'll get to it. But, um... I think... It's difficult to say between the two options. I, I'm leaning more towards Jalen and saying that they, they're not really going to make any noise in the playoffs. Just because of how strong the East is, I don't really see a team, given the seeding that they're going to finish in most likely, a team that they'd be able to take out in the first round and the first round exit is it's not making noise. So, I, I don't know about that. But, again, to what Jalen said, they're going to be a very good team, I think, going on for the rest of the season. Uh, they've got a lot to work with going forwards. I think uh, what Noble was saying about the ISO sets and how that's detrimental to kind of long-term success. I think if you have a lineup of Derek White with those two-star guys you have and, and Al Horford in at the five, you you can have a lot of creativity, get some, get some plays running. I think Derek White's a good uh, ball handler, good playmaker, as is Al Horford. So I think you can start getting some getting some balls pinging across the across the court and maybe get a bit more structured offense as compared to what you've got right now which is a lot of basically just give it to give it to Jason and see what you can do but yeah th I think they'll be a good team next season is looking a lot brighter than it was a few few weeks months ago uh, last season was pretty rough for the Celtics and the start of this season wasn't much better so at least there's improvement there it's it's bad for my Knicks but it's good to see it for them because you can only you can only deteriorate so much before your stars leave you. It's the story of every team. As you start slipping down, people will jump ship before it gets too bad. So it's good that they've been able to bring it back. Um, Jalen, I'll, I'll just come to you on, on this topic um, really quickly here. Um, what do you think the, the Celtics need to, to take that next step to become a championship contender in the, in the Eastern Conference? Uh, so... At the trade deadline, I would have been very active and very aggressive in trying to get Miles Turner. I think if I can move off of Al Horford and his horrific contract, um, I, I I would and I would I would go after Miles Turner and see if I can get Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner in, in a package. Um, if that means giving up Marcus Smart, so be it. 
um, give up a couple draft picks, so be it. But I think with Malcolm Brogdon, you add a consistent uh, perimeter shooter. You add a, um, a very calm and capable ball handler, as well as adding Derek White. Um, who, Derek White can now move to the second unit. Uh, you have somebody who's somewhat of a floor general, um, as well as somebody who can guard one to one to three or one to four as well. So you don't give up the defense um, as much when you lose Marcus Smart. Obviously, Marcus Smart is a great defender, but you also add the the more spacing for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you give them more more driving lanes, um, which is what I think Al Horford doesn't really. He's not really conducive to the system that Ime Udoka wants to run. Um, so Miles Turner uh, basically spaced out the floor for you. He can knock down the outside shot, but also as an interior presence, so that when uh, Lob Williams and Time Lord go uh, gets off the floor, you still have Miles Turner there to hold down the floor. He's averaging like three blocks a game for the second time. Sorry, for the second year in a row. Um, can switch out and guard one through five as well. So you add more versatility defensively while adding more consistent shooting. You get younger as well. So if you do end up wanting to move off of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, you still have that defensive anchor in Miles Turner who's, at who's what, uh, 25 or 26 that can grow with whichever star you decide to keep. While um, if you do move off, like I said, if you do move off of one of them, the trade package you get back in return for whichever one you do decide to move, you can now build around, uh, let's say, if it's Jason Tatum you keep, you can now build around Jason Tatum and Miles Turner without giving up too much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the, the four guys that you mentioned in that trade that were the main guys in uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you got for the um, for the Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then you've also got Miles um, Turner. All four of them were drafted around the same time. So bringing them mm -hmm. in, you've got a core that's about the same age, it follows the same timeline. And you'd have a good future because everyone should be hitting their prime in theory around the same time. Mm -hmm. And if you can just fill that with some decent role players around, like you've already got in, um, who's, who's that defensive guy who plays at the four for you? I forget his name. Daniel Tice. Yeah, uh, no, not Daniel Tice. Ah, th there's another guy. I forget his name, but um, you've got some decent depth in there, uh, both defensively and on the perimeter. So. Oh, Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah, that's it, Grant Williams. Grant Williams, yeah. So he he's not bad. He's some decent depth, and hopefully in a couple of years he can change. <laughs> really he does. Yeah, he does. He, he's mobile somehow. It works for him, man. He shut his wet. Like it is. Yeah. He's 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 a surprising looking guy sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> let's move on to to some underperforming teams. Vino, brace yourself. Nah, I'll oh. see you guys later, yo, man. <laughs> hey, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm here for it. I should run this segment because, you know, my team owns this equation. See, um, I'll, I'll, I'll intro it and then just... Your just team is expected. Team. Yeah, your team is expected. So when I say underperforming, like you guys are performing like... Oh yeah, just, yeah. Just, hey. just where I expect you to be. We're almost hitting. Uh, in fact, you're overperforming a little bit because yeah, I thought you'd be 15. So we've been, we've been vibing lately, bro. Come on, what are you telling me, bro? We've had yeah. some good wins. Mm. We're four and six, bro. What are you telling me? That's nice. Look at this guy, man. That's that's pretty much the the same record in ten games as the Lakers, if not if not even better. Um, hey, yo, don't but, talk to me, bro. 
We're not the same. But yeah, obviously the Lakers been underperforming all year, um, and this team has also struggled with, with with health as well. Currently, they're sitting in the ninth spot in the West with a twenty seven and thirty one record, um, and in their most recent win against the Jazz, um, AD went down with a sprained ankle and. He's expected to miss um, at least the next four weeks. So far this season, he's only played 37 games. Um, so, Nobs, I'll, I'll come to you here, seeing, seeing as you're excited for this. What does this, what does this AD injury mean for the Lakers moving forward? You know what's funny, yeah? Let's go. Because, uh, I Nothing's mean, funny I here. think, what was it? You guys did nothing at the trade deadline, and then what? What was the word that you guys released? We're going to actively do something on the trade on the buyout market, and we're we're gearing up to have a run for after the off star break. <laughs> Hold on, we're coming back. <laughs> Y'all ain't going nowhere, baby. <laughs> You're going to Cancun. You know what? LeBron's tired. You're gonna do God. it this year. Yeah, yeah. I, you. I'm just saying, yeah, like, maybe it's not working out the way I predicted, but everything that I said is coming correctly the way I said it. I told you LeBron would never, ever, ever produce the same excellence that we'd ever seen from him ever again. And, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. I you, said, you see I what said, I'm... Uh... I said LeBron's falling off a cliff in terms, in terms of himself, in terms of himself, not by any other player's standards. I said that LeBron is not going to give you the same level of winningness that he's done before. He's not going to win another championship. And this boy, this boy's done. That's why I said, yeah, I will stand by it. Let me be the crazy guy saying this, but I will stand by it. Bro, the Lakers are done. LeBron is, I mean, LeBron himself, he's, he's still going to average like 25 for the next four years, maybe. But it's going to be, it's going to be numbers. It's going to be numbers. Like, people already call it Lord, numbers man. this season. Numbers. It, it yeah, but Noble, Noble. See, you know, we've got the clickbait. We've got the clickbait that, that we wanted. So... <laughs> I'm just saying, oh. y'all, y'all need to get up. Y'all need to understand. I really listen to what I'm saying. I know it sounds wild, yeah? It might sound like clickbait and everything. But all I'm just trying to say is comp- I'm comparing LeBron to himself. I'm not comparing LeBron to any other standard player or average player. I'm saying by his standards, by the standards of a man who went to 10 finals, who's gone to 8 straight finals, by that, if I'm judging him by that metric, he is not going to live up to that standard anymore. He's done. And obviously, yeah, he's, he's old. He's older. Like, we all understand that. But I'm just saying, like... When we try to say things like this, we don't really put age into the equation. We just say, how is the player right now? Are you good or are you bad? And I'm trying to say, judging him by his standards, he's not, he's not strong enough to drag a team to the finals anymore. If this was, 20, if this was 2017 or 2015 LeBron, yes, even though this Lakers team was trash or everything, he would score, instead of 30, he will score 34. Points. I, I do I agree with that. That's what I'm trying I to say. I do agree with that. I do agree with the fact that he... If this was 2016, 2017, 2018 LeBron, he would have probably dragged them to the four seed and... Exactly. Something something would have happened, but I don't know about finals, but you forget that this is the Western Conference. I know the East is, is very strong this year, but this is still stronger than the East that he played in. Even when his team was trash in 2018, like it was, he was coasting in the East. Yeah, the only I mean, threat then was the West. LeBron's and record against the West is still not bad, but so I'm saying that. Like no, it's just, not. It's not about record against the West necessarily. That's just one aspect. There's also 
his his team, I think, right now, with all the injuries he's been facing, is a lot worse than than those Cavs teams even because who's he got when AD's out? Russ is not playing to, to, to a standard that a star is. He doesn't have another star. Russ is like a Actually, he, he's a good he, he's a good player at best most of the time. And then yeah, guys like Malik Monk, but I, don't, I wouldn't put Malik Monk as much better than Matthew Delavadova. I'm not talking about just offensively. I'm not talking about just offensively, but Delavadova had a lot of defending. He he was he he pissed off a lot of players on the opposition teams. Outrageous. Bro, he I, had his yo, own yo, he yo, had his own pros. Right I don't even know what it's <laughs> I don't agree with this. I do not agree with this. I don't know. Outrageous. I didn't say he was not as good. He's no better than Malik than Matthew Delavadova. Four points a game, ass. He said it with a straight face too. Oh, I don't even know how to respond to all this. But since this topic started, I've I've seen just constant disgust in your face. Can you, can you please help me unpack? Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Matthew Delevadova was averaging eight points per game. I'll have you know I'm talking about four. Hold on. He was averaging eight points per game, bro. Oh my God. Uh, on 41% from three. That's numbers, bro. So he showed what? One and a half, three a game? 1.5, 0.8. Jaylen, about 1.1 I think help me unpack all this um, you, you can start with, with what Noble said then you can go to Vino you can start with Vino and go to Noble just do, do as your heart desires damn listen Vino that statement messed me up so bad I forgot what Noble said what did you say that messed me up? <laughs> <laughs> that was just it was too outlandish it just wiped my memory man what oh my god um uh, no, we'll talk about LeBron. Uh, I'm gonna read you a stat line: twenty-nine, seven, and six on fifty-two percent shooting, thirty-five percent from three, seventy-five percent from the free throw line. His his efficiency field goal percentage is fifty-eight point eight, while his player efficiency rating is twenty-six point seven, and he's responsible for six point two win shares. That's if that's a brother that's declining, I, man, that's. Like, he's 37, and this is his stat line. This is incredible. LeBron's issue right now is his team is letting him down. Russell Westbrook, and listen, I am a, I have been a, a devout Russell Westbrook fan for God knows how long. Chisholm can attest to this. I've been a Russell Westbrook fan for I don't even know how long. This is the worst basketball he's played in his entire career. Yes, I but agree. I don't even blame Russell Westbrook. I blame Laker Nation and Frank Vogel. And here's why I blame Laker Nation and Frank Vogel. When Russell Westbrook signed, you guys expected him to shoot 38% from three when he's given you zero evidence to suggest that that's even possible for him to do. And then when he shoots 30% from three, you guys are surprised and telling him he's trash. He's not trash. It's who he is. We can't be surprised when a brother shows us who he is. See, the, the one thing that... That's would, exactly who Russell Westbrook is. The one thing I would say to Sorry, that, it isn't necessarily that I expected him to shoot uh, 38% or whatever. It's just, I didn't expect the volume that he shoots at. It's just, exactly. it's wild, bro. Like, how are you shooting, like, 28% nah, but, and then still chucking up 6-3 some nights? Like, why? But the thing is, is that, like, he's been a volume shooter since he stepped foot in the league until now. Like, True. the years he was with KD... 
he shot two more shots than KD every single year, but one. And that was the year he was injured and KD won MVP. So he's been a volume shooter his entire career. We have no evidence to suggest that he would not be a volume shooter coming to L.A. Now, my issue with Russell Westbrook is that he slowed his game down. And that's to his de- that's to his detriment. Um, he's not playing at the same pace. Um, he's like he's completely lost defensively. Like I mm-hmm. like the game against Brooklyn on Christmas Day. His his one job was just stay stay beside Patty Mills. You don't have to you don't have to guard him. Just stay beside him. How do you lose the only dude that's shooting threes on the Brooklyn Nets? He's the only dude that's knocking down threes, and you lose him. How? His issues are a lack of focus, a lack of care defensively, and he slowed his game down. Now, I always say that this is the time in which Russell Westbrook figures out how to play basketball again. The first half of the season, it's like rediscovering what basketball is. And then after that, he figures out after the All-Star break, he usually figures it out. Like he did last year with the Wizards, like he did the year before in Houston, the year before in OKC. Mm-hmm. So I have I have kind of data to back up that back up that statement. But Noble, that's that's one of the worst. You had a bad take, which which made me message Chisholm earlier earlier on in the in your podcast history. It was about Damian Lillard. Yeah. I didn't forget it. I didn't forget. It. I made sure I wrote it down. <laughs> but this one was worse. This one was worse. Absolutely, I had to. I can't. I can't let this one slide. I can't let this one slide. I'm and then you know. I'm just saying. Um, I don't even. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to address the Matthew Delvedo one. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give Delhi back Trey. to you. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. Delhi Trey, bro. Uh, all yo, I'm see, saying this... is, wait, wait, Chase. I just gotta say, I just gotta be clear for all my people out there because when when you guys need to run me my flowers, I'm gonna send a postal code to every single one of y'all. I want IG eleven seven YG. I want. I want my pole. What the <laughs> hell, bro? How did that? How, how did that end for for Tony Stark in uh, in Iron Man Three, bro? No, I actually put, I put, they, they shot up his house. I put a wrong one in there. So I put a wrong one in there. Um, um, purposefully. No, he didn't. My point is, I'm just trying to say clearly that LeBron. All I'm judging is by his standards. I'm saying LeBron's standards in terms of winning and. I'm saying he's had bad teams before. LeBron has had really, really crappy teams in terms of injuries and in terms mm-hmm. of teammates. So all I'm saying is this team is historically bad by LeBron's standards. And it's not going to, um, over the next few years, it's not going to get better. It's going to get better. I mean, because you guys are just so bad that you literally cannot, you, you can't be this bad again. But it's not going to. I'm just saying, you, honestly. You do, you're making all this noise. You're about to get into the next next. Do you really want to be doing this? Yeah, yeah I'm good, bro. Because you know, you know, I agree with him. You've reached, you've reached a level with LeBron that LeBron has never reached in his career since the, his third season of his entire career. He had never missed the playoffs since his third season. Then he got to the Lakers first season, missed playoffs. Second season, ring, and now he's back here, bro. It. Your team, man. So you guys think you guys think the Lakers are gonna miss the playoffs? No, I'm not saying. I that. think I think I think they might uh, they might miss it or they might be the eight seed and get knocked out first round. But I don't see anything better than that for them. Yeah, they're not going anywhere higher than six. Six is like six is your ceiling. Like that is the that is you guys playing the life. Six will be a dream for these guys. Exactly, I think yeah. the Lakers are going to finish in the playing tournament, yeah. and um, they'll get. I think they'll get into the playoffs through that, and then. They'll probably face either the Suns or the Warriors in the first round, and that's that's goodbye. Yeah, that's um, bye bye. 
Yeah. Here's let, let, let me let me just say something. If the, if I'm the Lakers, the one team, the one thing I pray is that I finish seventh and Golden State finish second, because there's no team I would rather play than Golden State right now. Why? Based on is very simple. Historically, Stephen Curry, when he goes up against LeBron, is like deer in headlights. So if I'm going to play any star player, it's going to be a Stephen Curry team without any rim protection. We don't know when Draymond Green is coming back. I have Anthony Davis coming back in four weeks. So theoretically, if all goes according to plan, Anthony Davis is coming back uh, before the start of the playoffs. So if I'm playing Golden State, they have zero rim protection, zero answer for Anthony Davis, zero answer for LeBron James going going to the rim, and zero answer for Russell Westbrook going to the rim, even though he's not you know playing like himself, so on and so forth. But all they are going to do, and we saw it in their last game, whenever when, when they just played uh, last week, I believe, all, all Saturday. Yeah. All the Lakers just went to the they punished the rim, and there was not a damn thing that the Golden State Warriors could do could do about it. So for seven games, if you force Stephen Curry to defend. And you take everything to the rim. You put pressure on Golden State defensively. I guarantee you they will. I guarantee you they will. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say this. Wow. The Lakers are coming out of the West. Whoa. The Lakers are coming out of the West. Oh. What did I just hear? I'm not sure. See, I'm a Lakers fan. So like, I'm you was talking about you want that clickbait, bro? Uh, there's your right there, you're right there, bro. There you go. I'm real confused, bro. Like, um, jeez. So we've got like completely different. Go ahead, Jalen. It's most. It's mostly because in my life, whenever I bet against LeBron, I've lost. So I'm not doing it again. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, I have to learn. At some point, I have to learn. At some point, I have to learn. You know what I mean? So that's oh, where we're man. at in life, guys. That's where we're at in life. See, here's the thing. I, I don't see any way the Lakers get past the Suns. Like, that's... It, no, no. So, and the thing is, you, you're going to have to play the Suns at some point. Um, the Lakers don't have any answers there. Um, and I think you, you, you've made a, a good enough case for the Warriors where I'm like, ooh, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm happy just because I'm a fan of the Lakers or, or if it actually, you know... If it's it's something that could happen, um, I'm a little confused there. Um, but you, you you did make a really good point about uh, the Lakers going to the rim against the Warriors. I, ho- hopefully that that's something that could work. Um, but in terms of coming out of the West, the the Suns just look too good for the Lakers right now. Um, but Vino, the Suns the Suns do look really good. Well, this is the end of part one of a two part conversation with our guy Jalen. Um, in part two of this uh, of this episode, we'll be talking about the Knicks as well as teams that will be will be watching out for um, towards the end of the season um, and who we think will be coming out of the Eastern and Western Conference. Um, part two will be released on Wednesday, the twenty third of February. So keep an eye out for that. Um, until then, make sure you guys are having a great week, and we will catch you on Wednesday. Bye bye.